Welcome to the Soul Service Podcast. I'm your host, Anastasia Burtnick. I am a spiritual life coach, energy healer, and psychic medium on a mission to help you heal, awaken, and expand your light and consciousness. If you are a spiritual seeker ready to learn, grow, and live and breathe your purpose here on this earth, you are in the right place, my friend. Together, we are going to dive deep into opening our hearts, healing our shadows, connecting with our souls, and erasing our vibes so you can live your best life ever. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Soul Service Podcast. As always, you are tuning in with me, your host, Anastasia Burtnick, and it is such an honor to be here with you today. You guys are amazing. You light me up. So on today's episode, I want to talk about expectations and managing your expectations and how fears can actually manifest as expectations, or rather the other way around, where expectations can manifest as fears. Now, hmm, expectations. You know, we have this tendency, especially if you are an overachiever, a high performer, if you have a lot of goals and dreams and you have a desire to do better and do more and be more and and serve the world. We have this tendency to have very high expectations of ourselves. And this can come from so many places. It can come from school. It can come from the way our parents raised us. It can come from the shows we watch, the books we read, societal expectations, our family expectations. It can come from so many places. It can also come from a place where we just desire to be better. So we hold ourselves to a higher standard for that reason. So these high expectations, they come from many, many different places, and they can be both helpful and harmful. Now, in everything that occurs in our life, there is always light, and then there is also always shadow. So depending on what perspective you are looking at something from, you may see it as good or bad. So high expectations can be a good thing and it can be a bad thing. It can move us forward in life and it can also hold us back. Now, when our high expectations hold us back, that's often when they turn into or masquerade as fears. So today was the first group coaching calls that I assisted on and was a co-coach for in, um, in my coaches, my own coaches community. And this is, uh, this is our first time working together as coworkers. I don't know. It sounds weird to say that, but I guess coworkers. Um, but I've worked with my mentors for, for several years now, and they are now in, in the position where they need extra 
support for their coaching programs. And I'm in the position where I have the ability to step into that role. We have the relationship, the trust, all the training, everything that we've been through. So I am now assisting in their programs. And it's really an amazing experience. And um, today was the first set of group coaching calls that we had for their membership and their mastermind. And a lot of what came up today was around expectations. Now, the people in their mastermind and their um, and their coaching, uh, their coaching membership, they're all entrepreneurs. That is who they serve, all spiritual entrepreneurs. And the fears that I was hearing come up were around not being enough, their gifts not being good enough, again, not enough, uh, not being able to provide clients with a huge transformation in every single session. So underneath these fears, you can see your expectations where they're expecting that they're, they have to provide their client with a huge transformation in every single session. And let me tell you, that doesn't happen. There are sessions where you can get these huge, amazing transformations. And then there are sessions that don't feel like a lot, but still have an impact. So right there, that is an expectation. They hold themselves to these high expectations and standards of how they want their spiritual gifts to be. You know, even the most gifted psychics in the world are not 100% accurate. No no spiritual gift is 100% accurate. It's impossible. And yet we hold ourselves to these high and often unreasonable and unattainable expectations because we fear being judged. We fear not being enough. So expectations and fears are very, very tied together. And if we are unable to manage them and move through the resistances and the fears and the beliefs And these these high expectations, we will spin. We will spin in thought circles where we're beating ourselves up or we're getting down on ourselves. We will spin in self-sabotaging patterns. We will hold ourselves back. We may spin in low vibrational feelings. So maybe we're spinning in doubt and that not enoughness and disappointment We beat ourselves up and then we find these little pockets of motivation and inspiration and we take a little bit of action and then because we're not fully aligned into things, because we're still being controlled by these expectations, things don't work out or maybe they only partially work out. And then because of that, we get back into that spinning cycle. So We have to get really, really good at managing, understanding, moving through, and even rewriting 
the expectations that we hold. So, you know, it's really funny that expectations came up today because this being my first call with, uh, with the mastermind and the, and the membership program, I was excited, but then as soon as they called my name to start speaking, oh man, my fears, my expectations came up. So by the end of it, I was so nervous. I was shaking. And it's funny because I have been in teaching positions and speaking positions my whole life. I've been coaching for several years. I am a strong healer, a very strong coach. You know, I don't doubt my skills, but in that moment, I did. In that moment, I did doubt my skills. Now, part of the reason that I was starting to doubt my skills is because I was, I was nervous and it had been, you know, truthfully, it had been a long time since I've been in that intense of a group teaching atmosphere. So I was rusty and I'm also in a position where my ego is recognizing all of these incredible women that are in the, in this membership, in this mastermind and men, um, they are, they're, they're also very gifted, highly skilled, very successful. I'm not, I'm not playing with no like small potato type of people. And not that being small potatoes is, is a bad thing, but these are very educated, highly driven people. And so my ego is stepping in and trying to tell me that I was not enough. And I would speak and I'd I'd freak out a little bit. I don't think, you know, if, if any of you are in the, in the mastermind in the membership program and you didn't notice it, that's a good thing. (laughs) And I don't think anybody did notice, but I could feel it. I could feel like I could feel the nervousness and Every so often those, those little thoughts would pop in and cycle through my head. Oh, I hope, did that make sense? Did I finish that thought? Oh no, I don't know what to say. Oh God, what question was just asked of me? Can you reword the question 15 times so I actually understand it? Because my brain has just left the building. Oh my God, what if they, what if they think that I don't actually know what I'm talking about, even though I do, but what if they think I don't? What, what if, what if, what if? So all of these things are going through my head. And I had this, well, apparently my ego apparently had this expectation of myself that I would come out of the gate and be perfect and not be nervous. And um, I would just automatically be really good at it. But at the same time, they wouldn't actually use me in the coaching call. So I wouldn't have to do anything. I would just like sit there and observe. Um, But also like I have to use all my gifts and do all these things. And 
hopefully I'm, I'm doing good enough. And like, is that what they would have said? <laughs> like, is that what my coaches would have said? Is that how they would have handled that question? Are they judging me? Are they judging my answer? <laughs> so all of these, these thoughts came up and when you boil it down to it, or when you boil down to it, it's because I was trying to be perfect. And this is, I mean, this is a, this is a pattern of mine that I've healed layers upon layers upon layers of my perfectionism and it still comes up. It doesn't mean that all the healing and the work I've done around this means nothing because it means everything because I could have been a lot worse, (laughs) but we heal in layers and when we reach new levels, when we of growth, of soul expansion, of business, of life, whatever, whatever new level we're reaching, things come up. So this, this gave me the opportunity to look at where I was being unreasonable with myself and where I was projecting my own expectations and beliefs onto others. Because I can, I can almost 100% guarantee you that no one on, on either of those coaching calls that I was on today was judging me that thought I did terribly. I know my mentors didn't. They were super grateful to have me there. Because it gives a, another perspective for the people they're coaching. Because I have a lot of value that I bring to the table. It also gives them the ability to focus on some other things as well. And it helps them help everyone in their membership and their mastermind on a deeper level. Because they have another educated, skilled perspective. So the only person that was judging me was me. And, and this is the funny thing about expectations is that when we have them, I would say more than nine times out of 10, but let's say nine times out of 10, the only one who cares about the expectations is us. Yeah. Once in a while, somebody might, might say something. Somebody might have a judgment, but most of the time it's us, you know, as going back to the example where they expected their client to have this huge transformation in every single session. As a client going in, I would say way more than nine times out of 10. It's probably like 99,000 out of a hundred thousand. Um, but way more than nine times out of 10, people have normal expectations. You as a client wouldn't go in and say, I must, I must have a huge transformation in every session. And if I don't think my transformation is huge enough, I shall judge you and I shall believe 
that you are shit. It doesn't happen. You might. Like you might get the one random one. But chances are you won't because unless you have a lesson to learn, um, those people are going to avoid you. But as a, as a client, like I don't expect every coaching call with my coach to be amazing and this huge breakthroughs and all of these things. Or, and I don't expect every energy healing that I receive to have these huge transformations. I don't expect when I do energy healing on myself that I'll have huge transformations. And, and how do you quantify it anyway? But these expectations that we have of ourselves in relation to others, they, they can be ridiculous. And they're so ridiculous that often we can't even quantify them. What is a huge transformation? If I were to dive deeper with that person in the group, they probably couldn't tell me what a huge transformation is, what that would look like because it's not quantifiable. So these expectations we have for ourselves, you know, honestly, if you were, if, if you were to look at it objectively and it was somebody else saying whatever expectation it was, you'd probably like, you'd probably be like, dude, you're crazy. That's, that's not a thing. <laughs> Don't think that way. Like nobody's expecting that, but yet you're in your own mind, you are. So what do we do about it? Well, I don't know. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I got you guys. Um, what do we do about it? So we have to look at what the expectations are and where they are coming from. So Using this example of needing your client to have a huge transformation in each session. One, as the coach, you would be looking for external validation. So you would not trust your coaching or your healing skills unless you, your client has whatever you consider to be a huge transformation. And again, like, can you quantify that? What is a huge transformation? So you, you need to break this down. So what is a huge transformation? What are the quantifiable things that you are looking for? And then why are you seeking that external validation? Why can you not trust that the work that you are doing with your client is good enough, is in fact beneficial, no matter what it looks like? And, and let me be very clear, every single person that you work with and every experience that you have is going to be different. You know, I've worked with several clients and not one of them has had an identical transformation. Not one of them has had an identical experience. 
and what is huge and big and life-changing for one person is not for another. So you cannot, you cannot compare things. Now, if someone was not getting any benefit out of something, and this was a pattern between all of your clients or anybody in your life where there's no movement forward, there's no positive outcomes, well, then there's an issue. Then it might be you. And then you have a reason to have, to hold yourself to higher expectations and to adjust as you need to adjust and learn more and then change your skills and do all the things you need to do so that you actually are seeing positive transformations. But to put your worth on the transformation that your client has or to put your worth into any external validation is to take away your own power because you are only going to be viewed as worthy from, well, you're only going to be viewed as worthy as you view yourself. So if you don't view yourself as worthy, others are not going to reflect that back to you. You're going to get taken advantage of. Your time is going to get abused, not be, not be respected. A whole lot of things. And then the, the other part is that people are going to view you through their own perception, through their own belief lens, trauma lens. So if somebody doesn't matter doesn't matter how hard you work if they have blocks or reasons as to why they cannot understand or accept or respect your work no matter what you do you're never going to be worthy to them now the more you heal the less and less people like that are going to come into your life but they will come in for lessons and, you know, another good example is, I mean, my life growing up, and this happens with our, with our parents all the time, you know, your, your parents hold you to this, un, can hold you to this unreasonably high standard. And if you bring home an A, well, why isn't it, why isn't it an A plus? You draw a piece of art, well, why isn't it better? <laughs> Like there's always reasons as to why you're not enough. And it depends on whatever lens your parents might view you through. So for me growing up, I was never, never good enough. Why wasn't I more? Why wasn't I more? I was always being pushed to do more, be better, all these things when all I wanted was acceptance. But because of the wounds that my parents had, and still to this day have, they couldn't see me in my, for my truest, most brilliant self. They could only see me in what they wanted me to be and where I failed at that. Now, again, you cannot change how others view you because they are going to view you through whatever perspective glasses 
that they put on. So if they have triggers, if they have wounds, if there's something about you that is that is bothering them, triggering them in some way, you're not going to be viewed as worthy. So you can see how putting your validation into others and having others validate your worth, your skill, your ability is detrimental. And it takes away your power. Now again, you can receive feedback, constructive criticism. We need, we need constructive criticism because it helps us grow. We can't fix what we don't know is broken. We can't fill in the gaps if we don't know there are gaps. So constructive criticism is good, but constructive criticism does not make you good or bad, does not make you worthy or unworthy, does not make you skilled or unskilled, maybe in some cases, but it doesn't affect who you are because you understand your value, your worth. You understand your skill set. You can understand how you can show up and serve. And, you know, when I talk about showing up and serving, maybe that's in business. Maybe you, that's being a stay-at-home mom. Maybe that's in your, your nine-to-five job, whatever that may be. Maybe that's in your friendships, in your family relationships. Maybe it's in the way you work with your community. Maybe it's in the paintings that you do. However you are meant to serve with your soul and your gifts is beautiful and perfect. So trust that. And if you don't know where you're at, then that's something that you can explore. And if you need help with that, I am 100% here to help you with that, whether it's through coaching, energy healing, theta healing, whatever it is. So we need to understand where these expectations are coming from and what is underneath them. So again, a lot of a lot of the the root of these high expectations stems from worthiness. And then the other part of it is not feeling safe. Because you're trying to control everything. And that's with that's that's what high expectations are all about. It's all about control. And if you are not controlling things, that means you have to surrender and trust. And if you have trust issues, especially with yourself, then it's it's gonna cause some issues. So you wanna know where things are coming from. So I go again going back to the example of needing your clients to have this huge transformation in every session. So you're exploring it. You're, you're understanding where, where the belief is coming from, where the need is coming from. You understand that you're looking for external validation. And you're also understanding that you feel that you on your own are not enough, that you need to be big and flashy. Maybe that's part of it. And if you're not considered big and flashy, then, then you're not enough. And you have, cause you, there's part of you that feels 
that you need to hit that instant gratification, like ding, 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 you won the lottery type of feeling with your client. And then you also get into comparison because anything that's shared typically is like the highlight reel. So you, you hear testimonials and you, you see client experiences and all these things. And it always sounds so big and so amazing. And don't get me wrong. It is because those, those experiences do happen, but you're not seeing these little breakthroughs. You're not seeing, you're not seeing the little things that happen that are so subtle so subtle of a change, so subtle of a, of a breakthrough of an epiphany or an aha moment that they just kind of float in. And there's still this, this, this huge and powerful shift, but it's not big and flashy. You're not seeing those because how do you talk about that? Most people don't share those things. You're not like, oh, my client... Felt a little bit more gratitude today for the first time ever. It was huge. Mm. Yes, that's huge. That's a huge thing. And you can recognize that. But to somebody else, they, they might look at that and be like, well, that's not very big. I mean, they felt gratitude. <laughs> like we do that on a daily basis. So people don't often share those little, those little triumphs, those little conversations that somebody has, those tiny little milestones that when you look at it and inspect it on an individual level might look so insignificant. But as soon as you add up that one and this one and this one and this one and this one, you have this huge transformation. It just didn't happen in this one big moment, but it did happen. So you have to understand that with that example, you're, you're looking for that instant gratification for your client and in fact, for yourself as well, because again, all of this is tied together with needing that external validation, which is tied to the instant gratification. Now, how you move through something like this, one, you break it down. And that's, that's what we've just spent some time doing, breaking it down. What beliefs are there? What expectations are there? What is quantifiable? What feelings am I expecting? What feelings am I feeling? What is underneath it? Is it not feeling worthy, not feeling enough, not feeling lovable? What is underneath it? And then from there, this is where you get to rewrite the belief, the expectation. And when you rewrite this belief, when you rewrite this expectation, you take your power back because you get to rewrite it in whatever way serves you and your soul's purpose 
in its highest good. So rather than expecting that your client has to have this big transformation in every session, you want to look at celebrating all of the transformations with your client, big and small, and knowing that each one is important because one cannot happen without the other. Maybe you want to rewrite part of it where you know and trust and understand that your client is not expecting something big and flashy, that you can release that. You can rewrite that there is a lot of power in the slow periods, in the integration, and that a lot of change and transformation happens in those moments that are slower, that are quieter, that aren't as big and flashy because you're allowing things to integrate. You're allowing rest to come in, reset to come in, rebirth. You can rewrite the belief and and trust that you are worthy no matter the outcome of your client. As long as you did your best in every moment to support your client's transformation, the end outcome is not about you. And that you do not have to have them reach a certain level in order for your work to be good enough because each each person you work with has a different journey has a different amount of healing and transformation that they're going to get to it also depends on how whoever you're working with shows up are they self-sabotaging along the way do they need a slower journey? Are there things getting in their way? Are they just blowing through everything and and changing and healing and growing super fast that you're just blown away by the speed at which they do it? It would be like It would be like hiring someone and you, you want to earn $10,000 a month and each, every single person gets the same formula and Jenny puts in all the work, works extra hard, extra hours, is a rock star with all of her exercises, listens to everything, completes every training. She hits it. She doubles it, triples it. 
and then Joe Bob listens to a couple trainings, reads some of the some of the material. And this is this is a proven plan. If you follow the plan, it works. But he doesn't follow everything, doesn't listen to everything, doesn't even complete the material. Yeah, he shows up to his coaching calls. He's not taking the advice. Does that mean that you're bad? You're a bad coach because he didn't get the results. He didn't make that 10K. Your, like, whatever you were doing, whether you were working with clients or serving the world in some other way, if somebody or something is not meeting your expectations and you were putting your value into that, it, you, you got to stop it. You have to rewrite it because there are things that you cannot control. And normally we put those expectations on the things we can't control instead of placing it in the things that we can control and where we have power. So again, we want to, we want to rewrite, we want to rewrite whatever it is that we need to rewrite so that we are empowered so that we are not holding ourselves to these crazy high expectations only to let ourselves down. We want to make things achievable for ourselves. So understanding the expectation, where it comes from, and then rewriting it, those are the two most powerful things you can do. And the other part of that is having the awareness of when the old pattern is creeping back up. Because let me tell you, you can rewrite your beliefs, change your story, change the way you act, your behaviors. But there are going to be moments, no matter where you are on your journey, no matter how good you are, at shifting your expectations where the old feelings, the old patterns are going to come up again. And me stepping into this group coaching for the first time, this first call today is a perfect example. It doesn't take away from my skills as a coach doesn't take away from my ability to help everyone in those programs, my ability to help my coaches, my mentors. It doesn't take away from any of that. But if I stay there, it will. But I have the awareness that this is coming up. I know why it's coming up. I know where I can rewrite these stories so that I am not dwelling on the things that hold me back. It's beautifully powerful. And you get to choose how you live. You get to choose how powerful you are, how worthy you are, 
because you have this unlimited amount of power at your fingertips. You are unconditionally worthy, unconditionally lovable. And the only thing that is getting in the way is your own beliefs. Now, the last thing, sometimes there are beliefs that get stuck, that where just exploring them and rewriting them is not quite enough because they are deeply rooted in something else. It might be a trauma, it might be a past life, but somewhere energetically, they are deeply rooted. And this is where something like theta healing, where we can go in, find exactly where it's buried, release it and bring in that new story, that new belief that you've been trying to bring in, but it hasn't quite sunk in. This is where theta healing shines because we are then working with the energetics. We are working directly with your soul not just your conscious and subconscious minds, but directly with your soul to heal and shift and change and clear things. So when you get to the point where just rewriting things is not enough, where retraining your brain and having the awareness and and making the shifts that you need to make is not enough, Theta Healing can help accelerate all of the, the healing, the growth, the expansion, the forward movement, it can accelerate all of that. So when you are ready and you want to dive deeper and you want more help with this, reach out to me, book a Theta Healing. If you want to go even deeper and have not just the healing support, but also the coaching support, you can reach out to me for coaching. I am here to support you. And if you have any questions about anything ever, of course, send me uh, an email, a message. Everything is down below in the show notes. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening to this episode and I will see you on the next one. Thank you for joining me today on the Soul Service Podcast. If you love what you heard, I would be over the moon if you would share this episode with your friends and leave me a five-star review and subscribe over on iTunes. I want to help as many people as I can, and I can't do it without your support. I'll see you on the next episode.